This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into the weekend, everybody. It's time to talk sports and sports gambling. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap each and every Friday night right here on ESPN 1000 and the great ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay first thing in the morning, 8 until 9 on Saturday. And uh, it's one of those great runs that my partner Mike North is on as a sports better, as a gambler. You love these. You know there's probably danger lurking around the corner. But, hey, we're going to ride it as best we can and as long as we can because Mike North has been unbelievable against the spread, ladies and gentlemen. Mikey, you're on a heater, buddy. Yeah, I'm on a heater, Carmen. I'll tell you what. It's a big, big change from the first two, three weeks when I was like I had one win. Uh, of our best bets, and my confidence was down. I, was, I wasn't I crabby or anything, but the one thing I'm proud of in this run of 10-3 and three and plus 6-1 and one with our Twitter picks on Sunday, I was 4-0 and oh last week combined, 2-0 and oh on, the, on the show, 2-0 and oh with Twitter, um, is that I never abandoned. Uh, I remember we talked about this. I said, I'm not going to make any adjustments. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to keep playing the system. I don't know if it was the odds makers having trouble with the corona crisis early, with the lack of fans or what have you, but it certainly has turned around. I'm feeling as confident as I ever have, and it's good uh, that you got out of your mini slump, which it was. I'm sure you were relieved. Um, I want you to try, if you can, because you were 1-1 last week. I I was 2-0. We're 3-1 combined. That's all we have to do. But you got to get off the Vikings. I know. Believe me, I'm going to talk about that game, too. And they, I are am. Your New York, they are uh, my, They are the New York Jets to me. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Like early in the year. It's so funny you say that because as I'm working on the show, as mm-hmm. I'm preparing for the show, I thought that what you just said, I said, I can't wait to talk to Mike about Vikings-Jags. And I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not anymore. I mean, the numbers, again, kind of back the Vikings in this right. spot, but I'm going to stay away from it. It's such a good point that you make, and I'm glad. Well, well you, you know what happens when you, get, when you jump off the team. They're going to. Probably gonna they're gonna win and that drives you nuts. They're gonna win by seventeen on Sunday, Mike. That's what's gonna happen because I'm. That's gonna be probably awful. what's gonna happen. But you know what? I I got that game graded out in the middle. Okay. So I mean, Jacksonville's playing decent football, but yeah, you got a ten point spread there. Jacksonville getting ten. It looks like you know Minnesota's been struggling. I think Minnesota is the good version of my bad version Jets. Yes. You you don't know what you're gonna get. The Jets are really really bad. The but at least they're tanking or whatever. Their product is horrible. Minnesota's the puzzle to me. I mean, they got the talent that they should have six, seven wins by now. I know. And they're struggling. I know. And their defense they struggled so mightily early on, and that probably contributed to some of the record. But, yeah, they're, they're a little bit of an enigma. You're right. I mean, there were just real strong trends in their favor the, each of the last two weeks. They lost both games against the spread. They lost one of them to the Cowboys outright. Mm-hmm. So now it's a third straight game at home against the Jags, and it is one that you know I how I know I'm away. hot? How? You know how I know I'm hot? Randy cares about me. <laughs> Randy said, hey, you're hot. It was like I was gratified because he's always so hard on me. <laughs> always try, always pushing me. You know that. That's his job, yeah. That's his job. He's always pushing me. And then he said, you're hot, buddy. Unreal. That's like Colonel Parker telling Elvis. That, that's the best <laughs> song he ever sang. You know what I mean? Come on. That's a good reference. We, we're starting to it, form a bond. It, it's, it's good times around the radio station these days. Mike oh. is incredibly hot. Uh, the big White Sox news, too. I mean, Len Casper is going to be the Sox radio play-by-play oh. voice. He'll be on 
right here all season and, and many seasons to come where your new radio home for the White Sox ESPN Chicago. So it's just good times right now, Mike. Well, congratulations to, first of all, ESPN 1000. Uh, you know, I'll never forget when I first met Mike Thomas and Mr. Carmazan, those guys. Um, I said, all I want to do is win. I don't care if I'm on for one hour. I don't care if I'm on for 10 hours. And they've just, just done a tremendous job. I think you would agree. Yeah. And on top of that, um, I'd like to know, maybe when I see Mike, I'll ask him. But I don't know if Mike knew about this or not. If he did, good for him. If he didn't, I mean, that's when you know you're on a roll. Right. When you're throwing hot dice. You got Len Casper now. And believe me when I tell you this, there's going to be people that are Cub fans that are going to tune in to AM1000 and listen to the game. And there's going to also be people, and we used to do this in the old days, if there was a bad announcer. And in fact, I play music now during a lot of games. I, I keep it muted. But there will be people, old school in it, that will listen to the radio broadcast while the TV is muted. As much as you may like the broadcast team, the TV team, you can make a choice now because on both ends, it's a great product. That's a great point, actually. Absolutely. And very excited to have Len part of the uh, the wow. fold here. It's just great. Well, he's just uh, an comp, And I knew he'd be classy. Yeah. Absolutely. I knew that he'd leave on good terms with everybody. Yeah. But uh, the, the, here's the deal. It's very rare when you go from TV to radio. It's supposed to be the other way around. And mm. there's not many instances to what Lenny did. But what Lenny did was sign, I'm sure, for good money, for security, Okay, because Lenny was not hired by Marquis. Right. Whether you want to know that or not. And you know what? Uh, I just think that Lenny Casper's in a really good spot. And he's officially, he said, hey, he called them. He called the Cubs them. And he says, I'm a White Sox guy. That's what happens. (laughs) That's it, baby. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. So Uh, congratulations to one and all. I mean, between the odds couple and today and and, and the White Sox uh, news, I mean, what's what's when's the third shoe going to drop? Exactly. I right. mean, things happen wonderfully in three. The only thing that sucks is our beloved Bears. That's what sucks, unfortunately. Oh, I mean, my God, Mike. I mean, I, I, it's just, you know, here they are, second time all year. Bears are actually a favorite, a small favorite. This line got bet down to a field goal. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. Uh, the Lions are bad themselves, but you got two bad football teams. Bears still with a little bit more to play for. I suppose you could make that argument. I mean, they were five and one, Mike. Five and one teams make the playoffs like. You know, it's seven out of every eight uh, since 1990 when they went to six teams. Oh, and they've added a seventh team this year, and they're still on the outside looking in despite starting because five and one. Because they sabotaged their own season, like I tried to tell everybody. Oh, well, listen, I can't argue that Foles stinks, but I don't know that it would have been any different. Well, you, you know what? We'll never know. We never but will. But like I've said, first time, I think, in history, a 3-0 and quarterback's been replaced. And I know he started and he didn't finish, but he didn't get the opportunity. First time, I think, in history, a 3-0 and quarterback was finished. Now, if people expected Trubisky to go into Green Bay last week and get it done, okay, I think that when Komet dropped that ball in the end zone, that would have made it 7-6, to if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct. Wrong. No, no, you're correct. It's a different game. I mean, you got to make plays. Uh, Allen Robinson could have made the catch, too, in Mitchell's Well, you know, I'm tired of hearing that he catches everything he's targeting. Yeah, not true. (laughs) That's not true, and he loses a lot of 50-50 balls. And and you want to know something? Watch the premier receivers in the league. I love Allen Robinson. I think he's a good number two receiver on great teams. If he's a number one receiver, okay, then he's not playing with Tampa. 
Okay, you got Evans and you got Antonio Brown. I can go all night long yeah. with naming great receivers. You think he's a number one receiver on Seattle with Metcalf? Uh, I mean, no, I think Metcalf's better, yes. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. I mean, so there's a lot of, but I love Allen Robinson, but they got to pick up, I think, a burner, a guy that they can depend on. And here's another thing. I remember Vince Lombardi chewing out Paul Horning, mm. okay? It, it's Horning tells the story in front of the whole team. And and by chewing out Horning, it set the whole thing. Lombardi didn't go up to Horning afterward and go, you know, I think I was a little rash. Oh, yeah. He... I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> what a weakling. Matt Nagy, afraid he's going to lose his defense because he's reading what the media says. He reads everything. And I said, you know what? They deserved it. And here's my key, though. He might have lost them because, you know what? I only heard from two guys that said they had no problem with it. What did Mac think? What have other people thought about that? Because believe me when I tell you this, like Ed O'Branovich told me before, when the Bears' offense used to run off, and Ed O'Branovich was on the Bears back in the 60s, the Bears' offense was bad. He, The defense would say as they were running on the field, just hold them Don't, to yeah. the offense. Don't screw it up. Don't screw <laughs> up. And so what I That's think cold. has happened is Maggie thought he was a little harsh, but the weak thing is to go back and say, I didn't mean it. That's just horrible. And I think I got this game graded down the middle. Do Anybody you? thinks the Bears are going to win this game and it's a, a, it's a cinch is nuts. Uh, I, I'm, I don't think that anything is a cinch with their offense. No. I agree with you. Um, you know, Furman, Todd Furman was on with us earlier. He joins us every Friday. He said that they're, if the weather stays nice, and it's going to be a beautiful weekend that you could maybe make a case for the over. I was originally wondering about the under in this game. Not anything I'm going to no. play in this game. I don't like it, but I, I, I do think the defense will play better. They had, they laid an egg. I mean, there's, you can't sugarcoat that. You're right, Mike. They had a clunker the other night, but I don't my guess is be- they respond. I don't care if there's a beach on the field. Okay, I know what Todd's saying, but nice weather in December is different than nice weather in September, okay? And I know that the Bears' defense got chewed out, and they're going to put forward a good effort. Mm-hmm. I expect the under to come in. Yeah, that's I, I would, would lean towards that, but but I'm not here to tell everybody uh, that the Bears are going to win this football mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. The, hey, Trubisky could put up 28. Stanford could put up 400 yards against that defense the way they were playing. We hope it doesn't turn out that way. So uh, let, let's hope it works out, man. I do know this. Montgomery played better. Yeah. The, Trubisky played better than the quarterback we had before. We got 25 points. That should be enough to win. I know he had some turnovers, but the Bear defense can't give up 180 yards rushing. Yeah, certainly not uh, a spot that I'm going to wager this weekend, and there's no way no. I'd lay points with the Just Bears. Just say right a prayer to Bears no win. Yep. And yep. you know what? It's another big game for Trubisky. I wasn't happy with his effort either, but it's clearly, if you look at the two quarterbacks, Nagy's downfall, maybe at the end, will be how he miscalculated the quarterback starter. And, he really did. And that was his handpicked guy, and he yeah. blew up in his face. Yeah. Uh, when Mike and I come back, we got a lot of games to talk about. Plus, Luke Pergandy's going to join us. Oh, That's our guy. Swap, swap, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. Oh, God. Luke Pergandy will join us coming up next. Tons of games in Week 13. we got some college and Jimmy Miller with ponies a little Jimmy! bit later on. Don't go anywhere, folks. The Odds Couple coming right back. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North. 
and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We do it for each and every Friday night. We're presented by PropSwap. And about this time, we always talk to one of the founding members of PropSwap. He's a Chicago guy, and he's one of our favorites. He's Luke Pergandy. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence Clemson. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Luke? What's oh, up, Loki? Man. You guys have uh, a $10,000 Clemson ticket uh, at PropSwap.com right now. Is that right? We do. Uh, this guy bet $500 on a three-leg parlay. He bet Dodgers to win the World Series. Mm. He bet Lakers to win the NBA Finals. And that $500 ticket would pay $32,000 if Clemson wins. Um, so he now has it up for sale for $10,000. So you can buy it which, for ten, and you'd cash for thirty-two. Yes. Wow. So that is odds of plus two sixteen, and FanDuel has Clemson of at plus two hundred. Oh my god! So it's already a discount, and I can assure you that he would take less than ten G's. What do you think? Um, what do you think? Is there a number that you that you could speculate on? What like like what's the lowest number he's going to take? Gotta hang you on to that thing. What do you I, think? I think I think he'd sell for nine. Okay, All I right. think he would sell it for nine thousand. Turn five hundred dollars into nine k. Oh my god! You don't take a Rolls Royce and park it in a used car lot. This guy's got a <laughs> chance of winning this thing. You think How you about- should hold it, Mike? Yeah. Well, well, I thought, yeah. well, first of all, Trask, let me ask everybody about this. I mean, Trask, Luke said weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and legitimately so, he may not have a chance, and you should cash in your ticket. He might have gone at 60 to 70 to 1. Now, if you held on to that ticket, you still have a decision because Lawrence is still in the picture. Am I right? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, no, he Lawrence, missed another yeah, game. Lawrence is probably cooked. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. It's really, it's, yeah, it's down to Mac Jones. Yep. And the singer, Mac Jones, he's another Alabama quarterback. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's so, been great, though, but I, I think it's Trask's probably now. I, I think do, Mike, too. Mike's right, yeah. And, and, you know, I, would agree, I would agree they're going to play each other in the SEC championship. That's true. Yes. That's true. So I think that's a really important game. I think if Alabama routes them, uh, you got an argument for Mac. And if he has a good game, you know, no pick, two or three touchdowns, you know, that's... Mm. God, that, that team is so above. loaded, though I could quarterback it to so, a championship. It's so loaded. My God. Totally get it. Even without... Totally they, they, that argument. They lost Jalen Waddle too, and they're still unbelievable. Look, I'll tell you, the Ohio State quarterbacks, guys, I don't care. We talked about it last week. Think, think about all the praise they get. How many Ohio State quarterbacks have ever really been good in the NFL? Because they go from a great team in college to, like, Haskins going to the Redskins going, how did I end up here? You know, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, I, I no, we're, we're talking about USC yeah. quarterbacks as well recently. I absolutely Sam done nothing. Matt Barkley's done nothing. Mark Sanchez done nothing. You know, it's, it's Carson Palmer was good. Have, he was good, was but that? Pat Hayden didn't Car- do much. No, Hayden never did. Car- Carson, Carson Palmer. Pal- Carson Palmer was good. He's probably one Even of the better our buddy ones. Even buddy Sean yeah. Salisbury. Every USC yeah. quarterback yeah. goes. Matt Leinert. These guys were predicted for stars, but they leave yeah. a, a championship team and then go play for you know what yeah. trash. Well, that uh, that ten thousand dollar Clemson ticket is interesting. I mean, for the people that yeah. have that kind of bankroll, that have that kind of discretionary income, and could stand, uh, you know, triple your money in the end if you believe in Clemson. 
Uh, and, you know, you get it for around uh, that price that Luke was talking about, 9 or 10. I mean, you're talking about tripling your money, Luke. I mean, if, if Clemson can pull it off. So that that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's yep. on sale right now at the site, PropSwap.com. Great, um, great. You know, you got the Heisman race. I, you know, I, I would ask one more thing, Luke, before we let you go, just about uh, NFL MVP. And as they rack up the wins, like, what does it do for Big Ben? We've discussed, like, he doesn't quite have the gaudy stats that Aaron no. Rodgers has, that Patrick they're Mahomes lucky they has. Won last, they're lucky they won the they, other day. They kind of are, I know, but, yeah. like, I'm just wondering what, what do those odds look like, and is there any, I mean, in, if, if you're going to sell one, maybe if you, you're sitting on a Big Ben one, maybe you throw that out and see if somebody, you know, wants to nibble on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I personally, I, it's it literally is a four pony race for NFL MVP: Mahomes, Rogers, Russell, and Ben. Um, the books are not giving Ben much love right now at odds of twenty to one, so he's kind of a distant fourth place in this race. You got Mahomes minus four hundred. Wow. Rodgers plus six fifty, Russell plus six fifty. It's Mahomes. Yeah, it's Mahomes, man. Like he's. It's Mahomes. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Secretariat at the that, Belmont right yeah, now. Yeah, that guy's better <laughs> yeah. than I anybody. Mean, wow, come on. That certainly isn't uh, harming his cause when he throws for four hundred yards in the first half. Sick. I mean, it's just sick. <laughs> it is. It's. Don't remind us. Uh, great stuff as always, Luke. Yeah. Have a good weekend, yeah. buddy. We'll talk to you next Friday. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Mike, uh, let me know if you want to buy all this trash ticket. We got, uh, <laughs> he, he bet $300 and he's got it for sale for four grand. Look at Lukey uh, putting the look at Lukey putting the carrot in front of Pappy's nose. <laughs> you know, look yeah. at my guy he trying knows. to entice me. He knows what he's Luke doing. Got the, Luke's guy. got the girl in the gown walking next to him, going, "What do you think?" Mike's going to think about yeah. it. I might do that. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later, All Luke. Right. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. There's Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. PropSwap.com. Check it out. Oh. You can buy and sell your tickets there. And again, that that's the big one. I mean, that's the big news that just went up. This ten thousand dollar Clemson ticket. It's a par. It's a three leg uh, parlay, and two of them have hit. The Dodgers won the World Series, of course. The if Lakers Clemson won. Beats and if Clemson beats Alabama, wins, wow! If Clemson beats Alabama and Lawrence throws for four hundred yards, okay, okay, and Trask should happen to lose, all right. If so, if Florida doesn't. Okay, so you're saying if Florida gets bounced before the championship yeah. game, if it's Bama, Clemson again, and then Trevor throws for four thousand, I see what you're saying about the Heisman. Oh yeah. The problem is what they miss like three games, right? I mean, he, you know where Matt Jones is? He's Jose Feliciano. Okay, he's been pretty he's good. He's the second though. or third best blind singer after Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you have Ronnie Millsap, of course, for you country <laughs> western fans, and then Jose Feliciano. Yeah, that's good. Mac Jones is is another. Who's the quarterback that does the analyzation for? They used to play for Alabama. Ma- McElroy. Uh, Greg McElroy. Yeah, people talked about him. You're on a yeah. loaded team, folks. Ask Ohio State, ask Alabama, and they, Jalen Hurts is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not Jalen Hurts. Um, Tua, right? Tua, Tonga Bailoa, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. But, man, they play on great teams. We're, there's a five-star guy almost at every position. Can't you say that about uh, Clemson, too, at this point, though, Mike? You know, I Where mean... was Clemson before? Okay, before Deshaun Watson, believe me, Clemson was my college version of the Jets. Yeah. They killed me. Well, but I mean, like right now with the, with Trevor, I mean, he's got great talent around him every year too now. Yeah, you know? he does. But you know where their great talent is more than anywhere? Defense. Their defense. They, got, they do. They, name, me, yeah. name me two guys on offense that we know besides Trevor Lawrence. Right. I can't name them. Well, Travis Etienne. See, but you're a college guy and you follow that. Yeah, a little Travis bit. Travis Etienne is good. Yeah. But a lot. Ask somebody on the street. Hey. Yeah. 
I see what you're CTM, saying. You know, I mean, Alabama. Alabama got- rolls them out. You're right. I know. I mean, you're right. It's like they like they miss, like Jalen Waddle got hurt right, and they don't miss a beat. Like he's one of their best receivers. They they still yep. score forty a game. They're unbelievable. Like, they, they don't even blink. You're right. And their defense is so quick. Oh my I god! Mean, it it's is. unbelievable. It's, it's, it's sickening. I mean, Mike. There we can jump ahead a little bit. We'll talk more NFL, obviously. But absolutely, they're laying. You know, this is Bama LSU. They're laying twenty nine points, Mike, which is the biggest underdog LSU's been. Okay, Jeez. in a long, long, long time. Defending uh, national champs, getting four touchdowns at home. You know, I so. think Virginia Tech is going to give Clemson a tough time at twenty one and a half. I think so. I well, it grades out pretty good for me. I didn't take it as a main pick, but I mean, it's easy to take Clemson, even if they're on the road yeah. at only twenty one and a half. And my model or system or my successful successful run has been just going with what this thing gives me. It gives me strong lean. Folks, listen. Mm. When I go, it's a good lean, that means it's one unit. When I go, it's a lean, <laughs> that's a two-unit one. And then last week when I gave out one of my winners, no, when, when I gave out Notre Dame, I said, that's a good lean. <laughs> That's the one you go to the window with. Come on. You got to be able Three to. Three different leans. The, 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 the lean, the lean, and then the lean. Well, you got, that's a lean. That's awesome. Okay, like, for instance, I'll go TCU against Oklahoma State. I've got a lean. Then I'll go Florida and Tennessee. I happen to think Tennessee's a good lean. I like it. And then Virginia Tech against Clemson it's getting 21F is a lean. That's brilliant. That's all. That's how you make your plays, folks. That's uh, it, kids. Just, two it's three. not a. Hey, you don't need a computer. Get a yellow pad That's and so listen good. to the odds couple. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, this national championship picture, and look, Notre Dame, by virtue of the scheduling and some Let of the Let me ask you a question, Mr. Italian boy. Yeah. How, how have I been telling you? Did everybody, oh, North Carolina, North Carolina, let's get the bragpipes out and play them a song. That was, impre- that was impressive by Notre Dame's defense last week. I got to say, I really do. I mean, I'd mean, i like to say the guy you were bragging about is North Carolina's quarterback. Is Sam Howell. Than, is He's better than, than Mitch. Mitch. He's not better than Mitch. <laughs> not against Notre Dame's defense, no, I guess. No, he's not better than Mitch. That was an impressive performance by the oh, Irish. There is no doubt. And now, 31-17. And now because of the... The cancellation stuff, they, they would have gotten there anyway. But they've locked in this spot for the ACC title game in a couple weeks, Mike. So yep. my only question is, Syracuse stinks. Syracuse is one and nine. Uh, the poor quarterback bad. doesn't know the the, the the down and doesn't know the down situation. Tyler, our, our producer, Syracuse guy, he's shaking his head. He, you know, they stink. Who yeah. isn't in the business? Uh, everybody, I know. Tyler, like, yeah. me and a few yeah. other guys. You could put the people that didn't go to Syracuse or Northwestern, like you and me, exactly, and and, and put us in a phone booth, and there'll be enough room for a dance floor. Absolutely. So Tyler Aki's here. He goes, yeah, they stink. He knows it. But can, should Notre Dame? Notre Dame's going to win this game. Don't get me wrong, but are they looking ahead? Is like, are no. they going to cover thirty-four points? Are they going to cover Can nearly five you, touchdowns? Notre Dame doesn't care about covering, but I will tell you this: out of all the teams I've seen, the team that wasn't really shouted out about was Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson. Notre Dame's had the most impressive wins to me. Yeah, I, mean, I think they, they have. Play defense, and I'm telling you, unlike that Notre Dame team 
uh, the other Notre Dame teams that we've had over the past few years that people had false hope about winning the national championship, and then they get clubbed in the playoffs like the Manti Tail team. Right. This team's defense can play with anybody, and that offensive line can. Yep. And this kid at quarterback has the best judgment of any Notre Dame quarterback I've seen since Tony Rice. And I'm being honest. Yep. I not I not I agree with you so much here. Not only is the defense more capable, but their offense is probably Why more capable he because I think they're faster. Something? Is he in book because his stats aren't gaudy? Maybe. You're leading Notre Dame. I mean, my God, he's 27-3? and three, Yeah. And he can't get mentioned? And the kid can run, like you said. Their offense is faster than it's been, and I think that's going to serve them more. You know why Notre time. Dame's not the power they were in the media's eyes? Okay, because a lot of people are Notre Dame haters, but Notre Dame has a contract, a TV contract on their own. But the fact is that Ian Book, Paul Horning won the Heisman Trophy, and they won one game Mm. for Notre Dame. This kid can't even get a look, and he plays for the Fighting Irish, and he never loses. When Mike and I come back, we're going to continue to go around uh, week 13 in the NFL. We'll sprinkle in a few more college games. Our best bets in a little bit. And Mike's been so hot, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss it. We're coming right back on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Back inside the Odds Couple, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We're presented by Prop Swap, talking about Week 13 in the NFL. And uh, the Road Dogs, I mean, that's kind of been the play here through 12 weeks, Mike. The Road Dogs are covering 57.5% of the time through 12 weeks in 2020. And it goes back to something we discussed when all this was starting months ago. What's it going to be like with no fans in the stands? And you're seeing Road Dogs maybe not be as intimidated no. and being more competitive and staying in games longer on the road this year. You're on the five-yard, like I said a couple weeks ago, folks. You're on the five-yard line. You're playing for the Atlanta Falcons, let's say, and you're playing in Cleveland. There's no dog pound yelling at you down your throat, so you you got to go on silent counts and everything else. There's no fans uh, uh, rocking the stadium like in Pittsburgh with the towels uh, when when a guy from Pittsburgh makes a big play to gel the team. I mean, what really gels somebody is not only making a great play, but looking up and seeing seventy thousand people cheering for you. Yeah. Instead, they got maybe two or three scouts, some schlubs belching in the seats up on the thirty-yard line, looking at them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's so true, and so you've seen a, a huge success rate, obviously nearing, again, about 60%, uh, pretty strong numbers there. we got some good matchups this weekend, including yes. three intradivision home dogs, which I always like, too, but there's one here where I'd go against my own trend, and I'll talk uh, to Mike now about the Rams and the Cardinals game, which mm-hmm. is going to be a big game. The Rams will try to bounce back. I mean, really, Sean McVay's only kryptonite so far in that division has been the Niners. He struggles against the Niners, and the Niners got him again last week. Yep. But McVay is 14-7 and seven straight up against the division. If you throw out the, the Niners games, he's 11-2 against mm-hmm. the Cardinals and the Seahawks. They're going on the road laying three. Murray's been good as a dog, but... You know, Mike was talking about his leans. My lean here's to my lean here's to the Rams. I, I think they. I think teams are kind of figuring out how to slow down Kyler Murray as a runner, and I think the Rams are going to bounce back with a win this weekend. Mike, Kyler Murray uh, is not the meteor I, that we thought he was going to be, or that he had per, 
pertain to be. I think he plays, and I think you brought this up last week, and don't think I I always listen you to my listen. partner, who, by the way, is back. And I got to tell you this, Arizona, I think, is a lean for me. That's all. I don't think I'll play the game. Okay. Uh, but Kyler Murray's at home. And yes. you're the guy that told me, and you were right, they, when they go on the road is when they really when yeah. he really craps the bed. Yep. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Uh, it's not a big spread Mm-mm. to me. Um, if I had to play it, I'd play Arizona. I'd lean Arizona. Gotcha. That's a one-unit lean. What? That's a one-unit lean. That's it. What it's about it. Patriots-Chargers? I mean, how much do we favor just the coaching matchup here? Like, Anthony Lynn might be a hell of a nice guy, but my God, he's going to get fired because the way they botched late game situations. I would have fired him after that game. It was unbelievable. Was unbelievable. You can't be a professional football coach and and be a head coach of a football team and 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 pull off what he pulled off and, and expect to keep your job. Now, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe somebody would calm me down, but I'd fire him at the end. It happens every week, Mike. I, I mean, and so, and and as as callous and as harsh as that sounds, Mike's not wrong. No. It happens far too often. Yeah, they've made a habit of this, and what they did he trying to, to manage, you can't manage it. They're four and sixteen, Mike, in one score game since the start of last year. Four and sixteen yeah. it is by far the worst number in the He's NFL. He's the guy that was told dinners at six. He got there at six ten. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's I mean, brutal. the guy. I'm sorry. I don't care if he's a nice guy or not. He's a dumbass as a head coach. Uh, it's just terrible. He I mean, can't manage a clock, and that's it. And you can't snatch victory or you know, from from uh, and turn it into defeat like he did. You can't. Yeah, you, just, you just can't make those mistakes over and over again. It's probably going to cost him his job, and it should probably. And I, I you know what, they got to get. Look, I'm happy that he got the gig, but he's always reeked. There's certain guys, including Nagy, maybe lately, that reek. I'm really an. Uh, uh, an assistant and head coach Garb. Mm-hmm. That could be yeah. Mike's Mike's bonus play. By the way, for everybody earlier today uh, with York and me. If you missed that, you shouldn't ever. When Mike joins us every Friday at eleven forty-five. Oh, 45. I loved it today. The philosopher York. He loved that absolutely. What was that about, by the way? So we were talking to the woman who works for the Packers, who was sitting in the stands on Sunday Night Football. Joan Machelski is her name. Okay, and she is the one who had the sign that went viral and NBC oh. showed it, and it was all over the internet. Deep dish pizza is overrated. So we were having some playful fun with her. She works with the Packers. She's nice. Heard, she's heard all these stories about Yurko. Like she knows the legend of Yurko up there. Uh-huh. And um, she had said while we were talking to her uh, that it's amazing that they live like three hours away, four hours away, and deep dish pizza to them is really a foreign concept. And she said, well, wait, yeah. the cheese is on the bottom, right? She said, that's so strange. The cheese should be the star, but it can't True. be because it's on the bottom, to which Yurko retorted, uh, just because you're on the bottom doesn't mean you can't be a star. So uh, it's That's classic true. Yurko, and <laughs> as I only love he that. can he's do so- it. He's up there with Socrates, like yes, said. He he's is. up there with Aristotle and Ditka. <laughs> That's, That's right. it. That's it. I mean, uh, yeah, and, and you know what? It, it just it just boggles the mind sometimes. I mean, when you look at at things that uh, pertain to the game of NFL football, because I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of philosophers around, just like, you know, Anita Marks, God bless her. Oh, yeah. The the Daily Wager. I love that show, okay? And they were 6-1 and off Sunday pick, so I'm not telling them anything that I'm not downgrading them. I think it's a great show, great people. Joe Fortenball. uh, Yeah, I love Fortenball, yeah. Doug uh, Kazarian. Kazarian, yep. Great guys, great people, and I really like the show. But they all took on... Thursday, and I didn't know which way to go. Anita got all excited about the Steelers minus six in the first half. I never Steelers minus six in the first half. Okay. And the same thing 
Uh, well, who they play this week? Uh, the Ravens. They played this. That week. was the Ravens. That was the Wednesday game. Right. Yes, runs the game. I got confused because it's so damn. They oh play my every god! Other day now. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. I took Pittsburgh minus six because their reasoning was they get a big lead and then fade. Mm. My reasoning was Baltimore will put up a big fight. Yes, and then fade, and that's exactly what almost happened. But you can't. It, you know how hard it is to make predictions, folks, in the NFL when you see that that game should have been won by 20, and and Pittsburgh just couldn't get going. Yeah, Ravens covered anyway with that late touchdown. I right. actually gave it on cap show that I did like the Ravens in the first half. Yeah, boy! Points. Yes, because it did. Because your it seemed to make more sense that they right. would keep it close. I'll give John Harbaugh all the credit in the world for being a terrific coach, and I'll tell you this, the number now, when he is a division dog of three or more, uh, he's 10-3-1 against the spread. So when you see John Harbaugh in a division game getting over a field goal, go ahead and bet it, folks, even without his starting quarterback. He's just that good. Yeah, maybe it was a little miraculous that they covered with the, a late touchdown and poor tackling well, by the Steelers. Horrible. And he didn't play great, but they still covered that game. Yeah, they so. did. And Mike's, by the way, Mike's bonus play, like I was saying, is the Broncos. Um, I think that's a good pick. But, hey, look, the, you know, you could oh, yeah, say, I'm guys, stepping in front of the train. Chiefs could be right. – uh, you know, stepping in front of a freight train right now. I think the Chiefs, even though this is a division game, have two bigger games in the next two weeks. They go on the road to Miami. They go on the road to New Orleans looking to flex some muscle maybe. So I think your pick was a good one for well, the Well, first of all, weekend. I'm glad that you brought that up because I got off the beaten track on that. But here's why I picked it. Uh, Vic Fazio knows how to play Aaron Rodgers, okay? Locke is back as their quarterback, but they haven't beaten Kansas City in 10 games. Bottom line is this, that 14 points is an insult, and, and I think it's not like they're the New York Jets. Denver has won four games. Don't ask me how. Believe me, for all the COVID and all the problems they've had. So that's why I took that game, Carm. I like it. It's uh, solid. All right, Mikey, when we come back, Jim Miller's got some Jimmy! ponies. Yeah, That's our guy. He's going to give us uh, the lowdown on what's happening at Hawthorne. And then we will also give you our best plays before we're out of here. Uh, so don't go anywhere. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We're the odds couple rolling along on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the odds couple alongside Mike North. I'm Carmen DeFelco. We are presented by Prop Swap, and it's time to talk to our great friend Jim Miller from Jim Hawthorne Racecourse. Yes, that's right. He's the man, the galloping gent. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jimmy, how is everything? Everything's awesome. We got another winner last week, which is a good thing. We have unseasonably warm temps, which is an even better thing because we're still racing for another month. We're still on the turf course, guys, which is incredible. And it helps not only for the racing product, but it also helps for construction work because you can get a whole lot more done outside when it's not 10 degrees below zero. So a lot of good things happen in Hawthorne. Uh, Last year, we had, uh, you know, a pretty mild December and and very little precipitation, if any, in December. Were you guys running the turf this much or is this kind of an outlier to still be on the turf this late in the year? Yeah, it's kind of an outlier this year, only for the fact that last year in October we had some early season snow, Mm. and then it got really cold in November. So although it was dry, the turf course had kind of frozen by that time. So that's the thing. The turf hasn't frozen yet, so we're able to continue running on the grass, and it just helps the quality of racing like we talked last week. 
and it's something that we're, we're looks like we're going to carry it through next weekend as well. So hmm. keep our fingers crossed, and maybe we get lucky and get through the end of the meet. I'll tell you what, folks. If you really love horse racing, I turned it on the other day because there was really no sports on. Check out 602 on DirecTV. And if you really want to bet Hawthorne and these other horse, right, Jimmy? How much has the horse racing channel helped the business, really, that it's exposed, uh, for the most part, better than it's ever been before? And it's sort of revived things, hasn't it? And it really has. And, and what you're seeing now, and especially this year, when you didn't have any professional sports going on, yep. horse racing was still going. So networks at that time, we're looking for more and more racing coverage. And I think what you've seen is a lot of places were really smart and said, okay, we'll give you your racing coverage right now because you need program, but we want an extended deal where you're going to continue to cover our racing when these other sports come back. So you do still see that racing coverage out there. You have the networks like TVG and TVG2, but you also see it on Fox Sports and you yep. see it on NBC Sports and it pops up more often. And it used to be you'd see the Triple Crown races and that was about it. So to see just maybe a normal weekend of races from New York or Florida or Kentucky is something that helps. And it helps the industry as a whole, just because, like you mentioned, Mike, it keeps that interest going. And people say, hey, there's racing here in Chicago. Let's focus, see what's going on in Hawthorne as well. All right. So a uh, perfect weekend for racing all weekend long at Hawthorne. What do we like to wager on this weekend, Jimmy? All right. We got three horses for you, all of them with similar running styles. What happens is when it gets cooler outside, you get speed that carries a little bit more, and it's just kind of the way the track is configured. Inside speed always holds better in the winter, and it's because the inside of the racetrack may not thaw out as quickly as the outside of the track. So three speed horses for you on Saturday at Hawthorne. Race number two, the six-horse driver, Dan, bet this horse to win in place. When the horse gets on the lead, gets very brave and keeps on running. So bet that one to win in place in the second. Race four, here's your long shot of the day. Bet this horse across the board, the four, Irish-lighted road, 20 to 1 in the morning line. The only way this horse can win is on the lead, so they're going to be winging it from the get-go. And then race five, the six-horse Jolina. Just bet that horse to win. Very good maiden win at Hawthorne. Two starts back. Stakes race here, and the horse should be very tough. All right, so the second race, the six-horse win in place. Then uh, we're going to try to hit a bomber here in the fourth with the four-horse. Bet that one across the board. And then the fifth race, the six-horse to win, right? That's right. Let's make some money for an NFL Sunday. Yes, that's right. Let's set it up for a great Sunday. Jimmy, uh, awesome as always. We'll talk to you next Friday. Jimmy! You got it, boys. Take care. Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. And he had another winner again last week. He's I mean, on it's fire. like unbelievable. Is there anything that the odds couple can't do? Right. I mean, come on now. We, we give you everything you need entertainment, top notch, okay? Absolutely I mean, order fabulous. your drinks. Uh, the waitress will be by. We're ready to go. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Yep. Uh, we've got a couple other games here that sure. we did not discuss. Boy, the Dolphins have been uh, they've been something. Now, you know, granted, when you're beating up on the Jets, uh, I get that that's not much of an accomplishment. And who do they have this week? They got the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got the Bengals with a backup quarterback. Mike, Miami is tied with Pittsburgh for the best against the spread record in the NFL this season, 8-3. and three, And Flores' Dolphins are 17-10 and 10 against the number since his arrival. Well, I'd like to, first of all, and I do this so often on Twitter, and I hope I thank the, uh, the kids from... Uh, Texas San Antonio last week for covering the game for me. Hope they have a great holiday. Thank I'd like to boys. do the same for the Cincinnati Bengals there last week for doing the same thing. And um, Giovanni Bernard, thank you. You got the job done. There's no doubt about it. And may you and your families all have great holidays. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, it's it just like it, it's the hardest thing to pick. Like, like I said earlier, I had Denver plus fourteen. Okay, I've picked that earlier today, 
Doesn't it look like Kansas City should win that game by 35? (laughs) Right. Like on the surface, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's just it. I mean, that's the bottom line. You got a lot of games. You got a lot of games to pick from. But you know what? It seems like lately, Carm, it hasn't been it hasn't been as big or as hard to pick a game out to win. Yeah. I know you just went through a little bit Ugh. of this one. But it, I know it haunts the person that Brutal. is going through. And remember when I was going through it, you said, you, yep. can, you can do all you. Mike, don't worry. You'll be all right. Yep. You got, yeah, I'll be all right. And then you're walking into walls. Right. I know. Hey, Browns-Titans is old school, by the way. For anybody that likes, uh, you know, Lovey Smith-style football, get off the bus and running. Browns-Titans could be fun to watch with two of the premier running games in the league. There's a prop in there. Now, we gave out, and see, this is another thing. Sometimes Mike and I will throw out a prop bet. Last week when we were on, I said, look at Antonio Gibson's over total in uh, the Washington-Dallas game. That one hit. That That one hit. That was a great call. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to me. And it's not because of you. I heard four other Experts take that, and it go. all won. Yeah, great job on your call by Gibson. I mean, that was a, that was a low line for a guy low that line. looks like a real good runner. By the way, the Cincinnati Miami game, I got split down the middle. Yeah, do you? I got it split down the middle, and and Cincinnati's getting eleven and a half. Yeah, it's eleven and a half. It's probably a little bit of a lean there towards the Bengals. Could be a right. big spot for the Dolphins. Plus, they got the Chiefs on deck. Cleveland and Tennessee, I lean Tennessee. I would too. Yep. Uh, I, I would. I don't like those five and a half numbers, but I think you're right. I think Tennessee's yep. going to win this game. Uh, and I think Derrick Henry goes over his total. He's a beast. And like Mike always says, this is his time of year. Late season, late games, when guys are starting to get worn down, he's a, he's a friggin' freight train. It's like there's no stopping him. And, yep. and the, the, the Browns couldn't stop James Robinson in Jacksonville last week. I know they get Miles Garrett back, but I think he'll go over his total this week. You know who wears down in a defense that somebody's running the ball against? Not the front four. They get blocked out of the way. It's the linebackers, okay? That's why Singletary for the Bears, always, he never hardly, I mean, he had a dirty uniform, but you had Hampton, the fridge, big guys in front of him that would help flaunt that. If Derrick Henry gets on a roll, just like when Walter Payton would get on a roll, when Earl Campbell, in the fourth quarter, you don't want any of those guys, especially if your front four cannot at least stop them a little bit, and they're running full speed towards the second level. Yep. All right, Mikey, let's do it. It's that time as we get ready to wrap up. What are the best plays for the weekend, buddy? All right, here we go. We got the Denver Broncos plus the 14. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care. Green Bay can be scored on. Philadelphia has been treated like a wounded stepchild. <laughs> They're only three years away uh, from, from a Super Bowl. As we know now, no quarterback. And, and by the way, let me just compliment Mitch Trubisky on the fact that his stats – as a quarterback, without an offensive line, since he's played there for the most part, are unbelievable. Because we see what guys like Carson Wentz, when he had an offensive line, can do and what he can do without one. But that being said, I think Philadelphia puts together an effort. And it's going to be eight and a half or nine points, yeah. Carm. I like Philly. All right, Eagles getting the points. Uh, I'm going to take the points. Intradivision home dog with the Falcons. They Woo. played lousy in the second half at New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. And I mean really lousy. I think they'll tighten some things up. And it's really the first road start, even though it's a different atmosphere. You know, like Mike talked about this. The road games aren't the same, but right. still Taysom Hill going on the road in the division for the first time. I wish there would be a packed house. Not going to yeah. be the case, but Atlanta's played much better uh, under Raheem Morris. They really should be 5-1 and one, if not for a Todd Gurley brain fart. I'll go ahead and back the Falcons getting the three this weekend at home. That's a Saints. heck of a pick, man. That is a great pick, and that, that's a plus three, I believe. Yes, it is. Falcons plus the three. New Orleans. Okay, now, I got Denver. I got uh, 
Wisconsin now coming up minus 14 yes. against Indiana, ladies and gentlemen. Indiana came back last week, okay? Ohio State sort of took their foot off the pedal, wouldn't you say, Carm, in a way? Yes. I think Indiana getting 14 isn't going to be enough. I think Wisconsin puts together a game at home uh, that will rival that 21 24 point yeah. victory. So I got Philadelphia, Wisconsin, and Denver. Love it. And uh, I mean, Indiana lost uh, Penix, obviously, the quarterback yes. to an ACL. So that's devastating. So yeah, I like the Wisconsin play. And I'll give one college game, too. Yeah, uh, Mike always talks about his time in the Army in Manhattan. Kansas State's always pretty good as a dog at home. The Wildcats are 5-1 and one against the spread as a home dog the last two seasons, and I think they have more to play for than Texas right now. Texas losing last week pretty much costed a chance at the Big 12 title game. They also lost uh, to an opt-out for the rest of the year. Their best offensive lineman is going to be a first-round pick in the draft. Not sure what they're left to play for. They're going into Manhattan. It's one of those early games, which scares me, but I'll take Kansas State plus the 7. Oh, my God, I love it, man. So there I you the go. time of my life at that place. By the way, I'll tell you, if you like the 11 o'clock games, folks, which I can't take, uh, I had a, you, Louisiana Lafayette, I believe, is the team that you would take against Appalachian State. Yes. But I'm not going near it. But the numbers tell you that's a, the, to do it, but Mike's just going to stay away because it's an 11 I'm o'clock I'm staying game. away, baby. Got it. Mike, great stuff as always. Thanks to Tyler Aki and Sean Davis. Tyler! Way great to go, job. baby, Shawnee! Thank you to Luke Pergandy and to Jim Ooh. Miller. Jimmy! And thanks for listening, everybody. You'll get the Encore replay tomorrow. Mike and I will be back with you next Friday night. Have a great weekend, Mike. Pleasure as always. We'll see you, you next too, week, buddy. buddy. For, you Mike, too. for Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We'll see you next week on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.